morning and welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And joining me today, uh, I've got a visual artist here with me um, who uh, graduated from MyAd. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, talking to her about what she does and why she does it. Very fortunate to uh, be sitting down with her uh, this morning. So uh, we're both kind of uh, rubbing our eyes and waking up. So bear with us. <laughs> Linnea Sproles, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. You're very welcome. How are you? I'm sleepy. <laughs> um, I'm excited for the day. I'm ready to go um, to my studio and draw for a while. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that. That does sound like uh, an exciting way to spend the day. <laughs> um, where is your studio? Uh, my studio. I stay in the toy factory. It's like um akin to the nut factory so those are both owned by the same person and they are both um artist studio spaces so and i share mine with like five other people oh, oh that's super cool super fun yeah. awesome um yeah um yeah i also am very sleepy guzzling coffee right now <laughs> uh, and um Long day of episodes. Uh, you are one of three. Oof. Oof is right. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, but I got to fill this, the, the time up with something. Um, otherwise, I'd go crazy. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So, uh, Linnea, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Go, we talk love and fear, passion, and creativity. And um, I've been familiar with your work for uh, some time now. Um, I've... Uh, connected with various artists throughout the city and uh, always love talking to um, printmakers and other visual artists. I know you, you do some tattooing as well. Is that, is that my understanding? Yeah, I just started. <laughs> Congrats. That's also very exciting. Another uh, unique uh, approach to visual art. Um, so well, that's a, we're going to try to go chronological here. Um, so first, first and foremost, uh, are you, born and raised in Milwaukee? Yes, I grew up here on the north side of Milwaukee. Um, I've been here all my life, <laughs> so. Hell yeah, so I've been here for about six years. Uh, came up here for UWM from Illinois. Awesome. Yes, I love Milwaukee very, very much. No reason to leave. Um, so uh, were you, so like from a young age, like um, were you like, uh, were you like an art class kid? Like, did you really like to draw? Um, I did. Um, I used to, as like a little kid, I thought I was going to be a singer. <laughs> so I would record myself singing and I was terrible um, because I'm not a singer. Mm. And, um, but I've been drawing and doodling since I was like really young. And then I think for a while, in middle school I stopped and then um I started drawing again and then I was just like yep this is this is where I need to be so I've been drawing for a while this is where it's at yeah <laughs> awesome um yeah um so what uh what made you want to um enter my ad um very uh prestigious art school here in Milwaukee? 
Um, going to Mayad was more of a, um, I feel like more of like a financial decision and I think that's okay. Um, it was the most affordable and the most accessible. And I think that's okay. Like, I think college is kind of what you make it. It doesn't really matter where you go. I feel like most institutions have similar issues with racism and sexism and homophobia and all those embedded things. Um, they're all overpriced. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yes. I, yeah, which is totally not, I just feel like that's really terrible, obviously. But I think it was more of like, um, like a like yeah there's like a one of those choices it made sense yeah absolutely um yeah and like you're absolutely right about the societal analysis of academia is very problematic in so many ways um uwm definitely is too um yeah it's it's omnipresent but yeah it is what you make of it uh, that's for sure um i graduated two years ago and still don't have a full-time job so <laughs> you know it's like it's yeah. kind of like i like i learned a lot about myself and uh i'm grateful for my experience made a lot of friends but you know a lot of that kind of stuff you can also there's alternative methods to acquiring those skills too so absolutely and i i mean i don't have a full-time job i'm still getting contracting work and I'm about to be 26 and I have to get my own health insurance. So it's like, yeah, a lot of these, I think a lot of times people um, pressure young people to go to college um, a little too soon in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, especially like, you know, our parents' generation, you know, like it's kind of like their, that's sort of their end-all be-all like um, default to success. But right. we have been we have been hijacking that uh, <laughs> and I, we love to see it. Um, <laughs> I'm very, very proud of, uh, I mean, I've a number of friends who either never went to college or they dropped out and are doing very well for themselves and I'm very proud of them. Yeah. I think it's I think it's just the culture and the economy. It's like a mixture of that. Like, yeah, there was a time you could just walk in and get a job, <laughs> but now it's, it's not like that anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, what was your area of focus at Myad? Um, I was a printmaking major at Myad, and now I do more um, like drawing and things like that, and more um, gouache paintings. Sure. Oh. Did you go to school with um, Tyrone Mac? Yes, Lee? I did. I did. <laughs> Shout out to Mac Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he um, he was on the show recently and shared similar sentiments oh. about about uh, academia being like inherently racist and shit. And he mm -hmm. made a lot of projects about it, um, which was. Yes, I remember his work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd love to hear about some of the stuff you did there. Like, what were, what was like uh, a, a course or courses that really stuck out to you that you feel were very like um, integral in your growth as an artist at Myad? Hmm. I feel like it depends on the teacher. It's like not even about the course. Like, 
I feel like they my I feel like my most memorable moments were just like um getting to know my teachers, um, building that relationship with them um, meant a lot more to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Tiana Bowie is like my art auntie. She's amazing. Um, I just feel like I, after leaving, I had so many um, good teachers that I could like count on outside in the outside world. So. I think that was the most memorable part about my growth. Absolutely. Dope. Um, um, do you, so do you have like senior thesis project sort of things? Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was yours? Mine was, um, mine was like five large like collage pieces that were, you know, installed or in superimposed into the wall. And they, it was all based on like pretty much my life at the time and just like how I felt about my family, um, just things like that. And I, I think that was kind of the turning point where I started to become more vulnerable in my work and use it as like a, a cathartic way of like understanding myself. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what mine was really about. It's just coming, I mean, I guess just like the complicated relationship I had with my parents and like, um, I guess sort of the hierarchy that was existing in our family. Like, I think I was definitely um, the favorite, but it, you know, that made me feel weird. <laughs> yeah. So there's some baggage there. For sure. I, yeah, um, sympathize with that. Um, family and sibling dynamics yeah it's it is it can <laughs> yeah it can be really um um difficult to navigate growing up um something that i'm still unpacking myself um with my own family life um mm -hmm. so after school um did you basically just start doing uh commissions and whatnot it wasn't right away um, I mean, I've been out of school for like three years now, and I I feel like I started off teaching at a job that I really hated. <laughs> and then um, once I quit that job, um, I got a job at Linden Sculpture Garden as an artist in residence, and that has been like life-changing. I think it's just made me a better person and like better organized. Um, it was it was nice to go from like a un, really unhealthy like teaching environment to something that worked well with um, my lifestyle. So that was that was really great. Um, so I started off doing teaching stuff, and I think that's just sort of how I've established a lot of my relationships with people I don't really know and I don't know I feel like there's sometimes in, in being like present on Instagram a lot too has helped me get a lot of opportunities um, so that's sort of how I started out and then I started getting some commissions but I don't always take commissions because they're draining <laughs> yeah, yeah I feel that for sure um <clears throat> uh pardon me while I uh pull up your website here uh, looking, uh, looking at your website and your work and whatnot, 
Um, I, I am just obsessed with your color dynamics. Like, I, I think that just how you find like such like beautiful, like you, you have really amazing, like, um, pairings with colors in your pieces. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like your pieces are very, very striking and vibrant <laughs> and infectious. And I, I really, really love that. Um, so also looking, you know, I, I, you know, notice a lot of, um, um, femme characters, uh, in your work and whatnot. And I'd love to hear a little bit about some like, um, uh, like political and social themes in society and whatnot that influence your work and kind of like messages that you like to, to, to convey with, with your work. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my work is based on my trauma and my experiences being a femme person. And also um, I try to celebrate and honor the people that are in my life. So it's just not, I mean, it's also just about um, the queer people and just black women in my life too. So all identities that I um, sort of relate to in a way, um, I try to use that as a way to depict a lot of the things that we go through. Um, recently for my Mary Noel work, I've been trying to convey more of a sense of like, ownership and um, celebrating, or not really celebrating, but I guess um, pointing out um, our right to be sort of protective over what's most precious to us, whether that's our bodies, um, our spaces, um, our activities that we do. I'm really interested in this idea of interrupted peace and how I think a lot, I think a lot about how people in marginalized groups um, don't get to exist in peace. Mm -hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of the things that they do are informed by um, whiteness. Um, like I remember um, when I first came out, I, my parents didn't really, I feel like my parents were kind of like shocked. Um, but I would always have like girls coming up <laughs> that were like black but I think they didn't I feel like when I started dating my partner now Molly she she's white so I think they associated my queerness with her whiteness so I think they knew right away <laughs> mm -hmm. there wasn't much to coming out once I started dating her um so I'm just very interested in things like that and like how can how can I show authentic experiences using um, the femme body and these moments of vulnerability and these moments of like sweetness and even these moments of like where they're protective and they have a right to be protective. So I'm very interested in emotions that also like, um, I think we don't get to express freely and without inter being interrupted or subjected to like, it being, um, I guess it being policed. So yeah, that's really what I'm becoming interested in. And I can see that in my work now. Yeah, of course, like being told like how to feel about certain things and kind of, kind of like when you say like policing and whatnot. Yeah. Totally, yeah, I, I understand that. 
um, yeah, um, well, that's, um, that's wonderful that like you have like such a vivid way of like expressing those emotions and those traumas. Um, yeah, that's, that's totally, um, totally warranted. Um, so, um, what was, uh, well, do you remember the first uh, piece you ever sold? Ooh. Um, no, <laughs> I think I do actually. Um, I was a high schooler. I would think I was 18 and I drew this thing that if I look at now, I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. But, um, I just remember feeling very proud of it and like working very hard on it. And it wasn't even a piece that I was going to use for, um, I was in AP art and AP art history. So it wasn't even a piece I was gonna use in my AP portfolio. It was just a piece that I was just very driven to make and it turned out the way that I wanted it to. So I felt very accomplished. And I remember I was, I remember I was a part of true school at the time too. I was going to true school cause it was like around the corner from my house. And um, Sarah Noble, I forgot the name of the organization that she was running at the time, but um, she shared a building with the True School and Urban Underground at, this is like way back in the day when it was still like on Fond du Lac. And she saw my piece and she bought it. And I felt really like, ah, like, oh my God, this is my first $50 bill. <laughs> yeah. And I remember it very distinctly distinctly because I didn't even want to spend it I just had it in my wallet for like ever because <laughs> I didn't want to spend my first $50 bill yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's that's adorable <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I know that feeling though where yeah you just feel like it's so sacred um, yeah like um I was now it's just like <laughs> it's the complete opposite I'm like this isn't enough <laughs> So, but yeah. I just, that was just very tender. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, uh, question I like to ask visual artists. Um, do you have a favorite color? <laughs> uh, blue. I love blue. It's so pretty. I love blue, too. Yes. Blue, I is, love, blue is good, and so is, like, a purpley pink like a magenta a word oh yes cute. oh my goodness <laughs> i you just named like my two of my favorite colors i my favorite yeah. for the longest time it was like a deep blue but uh yeah. love purple very much yes it's, it's very moody yeah <laughs> uh, i fuck with purple hard yeah. especially, <laughs> especially purple with um with blue together yes yes like a periwinkle word chef's kiss <laughs> very much that yes yeah. um hell yeah uh, awesome we we have a similar uh scheme uh, yeah. <laughs> uh in mind here um i'd love to hear about uh your most recent exhibition uh um so my most recent exhibition is well it would have been at the haggerty museum on the Mar marquette campus Mm. Uh, because I just recently, well, the past year I was a Mary Noel recipient and the Mary Noel um, Fund is just, they award five artists, uh, typically three emerging, two 
um, established artists and established artists get $20,000 and emerging get $10,000. So, um, but because of COVID, it's all online, sadly, but it's on the Google Arts and Cultures page. So that's pretty cool. I think um, that way it might be able to reach people all across really the, the world. <laughs> I know that seems like very far-fetched, but I mean, it's a lot the it's a lot more people than just Wisconsin mm -hmm. so I'm very excited about that um I haven't updated my website in forever but um I plan on updating my website with all the pieces that I made for that show and it's really good I think a lot of the other recipients are really talented um so I think people should go check it out it's so cool even though we can't see it in person um but it's, I think it's still really nice. And each of us got an essayist too, to write about our work. So that was really cool. So you can view the essay that the person wrote for me and all my work. So I'm excited about that. Oh yeah. Do you have like a, a shop right now? I wish, um, that would be really awesome. But right now I would typically just, you know, pay and use to use the uh, printmaking shop at my ad, but uh, it's just been very hard um, yeah. getting to a press. I do have a, um, a very nice teacher, high school teacher of mine who is a printmaker, has a press that she wants to give me. I just need like maybe eight people. <laughs> Because it weighs a lot. It weighs a lot. So um, I'm wondering if I can donate it to a space like a Split Fountain Press. Mm. And just have them house it. But I don't really mind if people use it as long as it has a, a space to be in and not in my studio. <laughs> sure. So that's kind of where I'm, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So not a shop yet. I would love to have a shop that people can use. I love, I would love that. Word. Yeah, that would be that would be dope. But uh, of course, like thanks to COVID and uh, the um, limited resources that we've had at at our uh, utility right now, it, it can be kind of hard to for artists, musicians to like, you know, yeah. be able to do stuff like that right now, which is totally understandable. But yeah. once you do. Um, best know I'll be checking that out. Yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to support all the locals I can. Um, what, uh, so tell me about what made you want to uh, start getting into tattooing. I've always wanted to do it. I have tattoos myself, and um, I've just always wanted to do it. And I didn't realize how intimate it is. <laughs> it is very intimate. It's like you're shaving this person, you have to wash them. Um, you're very close to them. <laughs> it's And then you're spending a lot, you're not spending just like a few minutes with this person. You're spending like a, maybe up to a, like two, a couple hours with this person. Um, so I think, I don't know. I just really wanted to do it. I've always wanted to do it and I never, that was just one of my goals this year, um, to at least start trying. So, and it's worked out and I've been able to pick it up pretty quickly. Um, I can't wait to see what my tattoos look like, like compared to now and then like later, I'm just like, ah, I can't wait. 
Yeah, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, don't you, like, um, practice on, like, uh, isn't it, like, artificial skin sort of thing? I did at first, but it's nothing like actual skin. Um, if I What I should have did when I first started out was um, practice on an orange, something that has a little bit more texture. Yeah. Um, but I would practice on myself. <laughs> so... And I mean, it's not that, I mean, it's harder to tattoo yourself because you're more aware of the pain. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. It's like watch, watching yourself, like, uh, basically giving yourself, like, an incision or something like that. Yeah, so, or, like, sewing your, yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're anticipating, like, ah! Yeah, know? it's a little weird, but, um, yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten to know other tattoo artists because of it. So that makes me feel really good. Oh yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's some really dope ones in the city for sure. Yeah. Um, totally. Well, that's exciting. Um, I guess uh, my last question here is um, what, uh, what are you working on right now? Right now I'm working on um, preparing for, I have a lot, I have a very busy year next year. Um, I have a show coming up at Hawthorne Contemporary with Ariana Vaith, my best friend. <laughs> oh my God, shout out to Ariana. Yeah. <laughs> she was here a couple months ago. Yeah, I saw that. That was really cool. Um, so we're, I'm very excited. We're going to have a two-person show. Um, January, February, around early winter. So that's really exciting. And then I have two solo shows. I have one show at um, the Wright Museum in Beloit, Wisconsin, um, shortly after. And then I have a solo show at the um, Arts Literature Lab in Madison in the summertime. So I have a lot of work to do. Um, right now I'm just working on um, experimenting with more pastels, more drawing things <laughs> and um lots of i'm trying to make more weird stuff <laughs> love weird stuff i know i'm bored i'm like it been in quarantine we've been in quarantine almost a year and like i'm bored i gotta like start making some weird stuff again so i've been looking at um i've been looking at lots of memes for references <laughs> there you go yeah and um I had a friend that posted something about a uh, Russian wedding Photoshop. I've been looking into that. It's weird. It's very weird, um, but it's very hilarious. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, good for you. Uh, you know, yeah, finding a new pathways to like, oh, what, like, what do I want to do next with my medium? You know, like, uh, it's always like. It's always good to do. Um, so yeah, um, thank you so much for joining me today, Linnea. Um, I uh, think your artwork is very striking and beautiful and uh, look forward to seeing what you continue doing uh, and innovating in the future. Yay. <laughs> so as we're closing out here, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh my God. Um white supremacy <laughs> i'm just kidding oh. um <laughs> i mean that's legit that it that's is something no it does but um 
I was a little dark. Sorry about that. Um, it's okay. Yeah. People, people get dark. People also can be very lighthearted with it. It all depends on how you interpret it. Oh, yeah. So, def well, yeah, then definitely white supremacy. But also, um, my loud-ass neighbors, I don't know what they're doing, but they have to stop. <laughs> That's what keeps me up at night. Especially, like, right now, you know? Yes, like, go to bed. I don't understand. Yeah. Having your kids up at 10 o'clock at night. You, you have, they have to go to bed. Right. Like, young. the emotional exhaustion that has come with 2020 has just made us, like, going to bed a lot earlier than we used to a lot of the time. At least me oh, yeah. personally. You know? I've been going to bed at um, 10 o'clock to 10.30. That's, like, a... That's a perfect time to be falling asleep because you're falling asleep before like that late night, like Twitter hour or like <laughs> rolling hour, you know, where yeah. people get real, like real creepy. Feels. Yeah. yeah. Real creepy and sad and depressed. Oh yeah. I yeah. just do that during the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need the night to do that. I do it all day. I'm tired. Yeah. What puts you to sleep? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes a, a good book or a good movie and some cuddles with my dog. <laughs> so, he's a big cuddle bug, so. That's, um, that's the intimacy we need these yes. days. Good, I really want to get a cat at some point. Get a cat! Get a cat! No, I need a cat. Um, my apartment allows cats, so I, I just need to like know I can afford to take care of it. That's the only thing. Yeah. But they're a lot cheaper than dogs. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe get a bunny. Get a. I love bunnies too. <laughs> they're cute. They're cute. They got some at the Humane Society website right now. A word. Yep. I um. Yeah, this year, like, I needed a lot of, like, virtual animal therapy, so I joined a bunch of, like, Facebook groups of, like, bunnies and cats and dogs and, you what? know, wholesome animals and shit like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> if you ever need animal therapy, you're more than welcome to have Peach over, or you can watch Peach. I'd love to come see Peach. I would love yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally okay with that. Oh, yeah. That's... That would be lovely, actually. I'll, uh, I'll reach out about that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Linnea Sproles, for being on the show. Uh, for everyone watching, I'll be posting a link to her website so you can check it out. And uh, we look forward to what she does next. Thank you for watching. Nice guy. I'll see you next time.